in light of the cross, in light of Christ, in light of what we have in Christ, it should be our desire to be sharing Christ with others. Just a couple thoughts before we interact with God's word. So it relates to our day-by-day living and seeking to share Christ with others. Sometimes we think we need to go out and try to get people to come to us. We need to grab people somewhere along the line and share Christ. Let's think about it in the context of our lives as we yield to Christ are being transformed day by day. And that includes the way we relate to our mate, includes the way our marriages display Christ. It includes us as parents, as children, how we relate to one another. It includes how we as a body of Christ relate to one another and share with one another. And then seeking to live quiet lives, minding our own business, working with our own hands and being able to give an answer to those who ask of the reason of the hope within us. Seems like as you study scripture that as we live a life yielded to Christ, unbelievers notice and will want to ask and want to share. And that involves us as employees, as employers, as citizens, as shoppers, as drivers, and anything else that you might want to might want to plug in there, just in our day-by-day living, loving God, yielding to Christ, with Christ as our life. I have here some jello, and I put it on a tray unless it melted some that I wouldn't mess up things. And this jello is setting on a fairly solid stand. And no matter what happens to the jello, as long as it is on the stand, it will remain firm. I want you to think about that. We will come back to that a little later. I am told from what I read in history, when the walls around the city of Babylon were built, that they dug 35 feet below ground level to lay the foundation for the walls that were being built, those walls in Babylon being wide enough to have three chariots go side by side on the top of the wall. The foundation is important in daily living. And in light of our having communion this morning, I sense the Lord desired for me to share concerning living in Christ. In light of our discussion the last four weeks, Four weeks ago, we talked about manhood. Three weeks ago, we talked about womanhood. Two weeks ago, we talked about God's glory. And last week, we talked about fatherhood. In Christ means that we can obey Scripture. We can grow. We can mature. When our husband may not be the man that he should be, a wife still remains in Christ. When a wife may not be the woman that she should be, we still remain in Christ. When we struggle with God's glory, we still remain in Christ. When your father is not being a godly father, you're a believer, you still remain in Christ. Sometimes we may feel like jello, a little shaky, but we're firmly planted in Christ and letting Christ be the stand. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Colossians chapter 2, reading together verses 6 through 12. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 
through 12. And keep in mind, Colossians 1 and 2 deal with being in Christ, the resources we have in Christ. And Paul is writing to individuals who were struggling because apparently some teaching was coming along and say, you trust this being, this being, this being, and eventually you get to God, and Christ is one of those beings. And Paul says, no, Christ is it. Then in chapters 3 and 4, he talks about living out day by day, being in Christ. And also, as you think about the book of Colossians, think about it as the body of Christ. Don't read it merely as an individual. Say, this applies to me. Think about it as a corporate, the body of Christ, written to the body of Christ. Verse 6 of Colossians 2. So then, just as you have received Christ, Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form, and you've been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him, you also were circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, and raised with him through faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. You go back to verse 6, he says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him. The exhortation is to live in Christ as you have received him. How was Christ received? If you're a believer here in Christ this morning, how was he received? By faith. Christ became the substitute. He died for our sins. And by repentance of sin and faith in Christ, we come into a relationship with him. Why is there a need for faith? Because we're radically dependent due to sin. By nature, by being in Adam, we're separated from God. We're given to sin. And there's no way for that sin to be dealt with. We have to become radically dependent upon Christ. Who are we radically dependent upon? Christ Jesus as Lord. Now, who is this Christ Jesus as Lord? Go back to chapter 1 and verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth, or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Our faith is in Christ Jesus, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, the creator of the universe, and so on. 
Back in chapter 2, he says, just as you receive Christ by faith, continue to live in him. That means day-by-day living is a walk of faith. I can't, but Christ can. So I get up tomorrow morning and I think, you know, I'm to love my wife as Christ loved the church. I can't do that. It's Christ who is at work in me. I'm to obey the government, whether I agree with it or not. I can't do that. It's Christ. I need to take it by faith that Christ is at work in me. He says, continue to live in him, rooted, firmly fixed in Christ. And the tense involves something that took place at a point in time. And it remains true. When a person repents of sin and trusts in Christ, they become rooted in Christ and they remain rooted in Christ. That cannot change. It does not depend upon you in any manner. Being rooted in Christ does not depend upon us. It depends upon Christ. Just as this jello being here on this plate is not dependent upon the jello. It's dependent upon the plate. The plate is dependent upon the stand. And the stand is dependent upon the floor. Imagine yourself as being the jello. And the reason you can live in response to God is because in Christ you're rooted. He says also being built up. Built up in him. We're again talking about a work of Christ. We're talking about continuous action where Christ is continually acting in our life to build us up. And it does not depend upon us in any manner. It depends upon Christ. Continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith. Strengthen involves constant and unwavering It involves steadfastness. And again, this took place at a point in time. Repentance and faith, and you remain strong. It does not depend upon you in any manner. The strengthening took place, and it remains true. Now, to illustrate that, at a point in time when we repented of sin and trusted in Christ... We were rooted. We were strengthened. That happened at that point in time, and it remains true. I'm rooted in Christ as much today and strengthened in Christ as much today as I was when I was age 13 when I came to Christ. Remains constant and unchanging. As you go on in life, God continues to work. Christ continues to work to build us up. And that remains true as long as we live. So when he says, walk by faith, you know, as you receive Christ, continue to live him, that is by faith, we come back to Scripture over and over again. I'm rooted. That remains true. I'm strengthened. That remains true. I'm being built up. That's ongoing. As you have been taught, and then he says, overflowing with thanksgiving or thankfulness. And then he goes on, 
See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. Again, there was teaching creeping in among the believers in Colossae. You know, here's an angel and here's another being. You've got to keep this rule and you've got to keep this regulation. Paul says, don't be taken captive. Four in verse nine, for in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. That's a fact. All the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. When Christ was on this earth, who was Christ? All the fullness of deity lived in bodily form. He was the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. He was creator. That's who Christ was. Paul goes on, he says, and you have been given fullness. For the believer, the believer has been given fullness. That means filled full and remain full. The believer was filled full and remains full. Let me illustrate it. For sake of example, picture yourself as being this glass. This orange Kool-Aid in here, for sake of illustration, is going to be the fullness of Christ. So when a person repents of sin and trusts in Christ, they are filled full. And they remain in a state of fullness. So you go out tomorrow and you get frustrated and you do something that isn't right. You remain full. You guys are passive and don't take the leadership with your wives. You remain full. You wives are not being godly women and you try to run the show. You remain full. You're driving tomorrow and you get frustrated at the driver in front of you and honk the horn and say a few words to him. You remain full. You're a father and you get ticked off at your son or daughter and you give them a piece of your mind, you remain full. We're rooted. That's permanent. We're strengthened. That's permanent. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, strengthened, that's permanent. And being filled full is permanent. It doesn't change. Because Christ is in us and we're in Christ. See, we think sometimes that if we blow it, God backs away, Christ backs away, and he says, well, you did wrong. I'm going to knock down your fullness to halfway and I'm going to tear out some of the roots. No, we remain rooted. We remain strengthened. We remain full. That's why we can go to God and say, God, I blow it my wife. Your spirit convicted me. I'm rooted. I'm strengthened. I'm still full. And God, I can admit I was wrong. See, it doesn't depend upon you in any manner. It depends upon Christ. Being filled full 
does not depend on you. It depends on Christ. Notice the text says, we've been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. And in the flow of Colossians, powers and authorities are referring to the spirit world, particularly the evil spirit world. This one in whom we have fullness is the head over every power and authority. You know, sometimes we say, boy, Satan's really strong. You know, he's really at work. He's really attacking in various ways. But you have fullness in Christ, and Christ in whom you have fullness is the head over every power and authority. So we don't have to yield to him, even though at times we do. Because we're full with the fullness of Christ, and Christ is the head over every power and authority. So sometimes people say, boy, the enemy's really getting me, attacking me. Yeah, but you have fullness in Christ. Resist him. Ah, I don't feel like taking leadership in my home. You have fullness in Christ. And that fullness involves victory over the spirit world. I don't feel like it. I don't have to live by my feelings. I still can act. He goes on in verses 11 and 12 and talks about circumcision. And again, the tense is, it took place at a point in time. Repentance and faith, but it remains true. And he's talking about the putting off of the sinful nature. Did you ever do this? You say something unkind to the family. You respond incorrectly to the family. And then you think, that's just the way I am. Let's lay aside that's just the way I am because you've been circumcised. The power of the sin nature has been broken, and that remains true. I've died to sin. The power of sin has been broken. That's not the way I am. It's the way I was. I will respond differently in this circumstance. I hope when people down home meet me and I'm able to interact with them a little, they say, well, Dan's not the guy he used to be. He used to be proud. He used to be haughty. And he would run over anyone to get what he wanted. I don't see that in him anymore. Because I died. I've been circumcised. The sinful nature and its power has been broken. How does that happen? We're buried with Christ and raised with Christ. Now again, this jello represents us as a body of believers. And I'm going to take this stand and I'm going to move it over here. Now I moved the stand. What happened to the jello? It moved. Now I'm going to take the stand again and I'm going to move it over here. Now what happened to the jello? It moved. When Christ died, we died. When Christ arose, we arose. Because whatever happens to Christ, 
happens to those who are in Christ. So when he talks about the fact that we have this circumcision, the putting off of the sinful nature, that can be true because when Christ died, we died. When Christ arose, we arose. It's not dependent upon us. It's dependent upon Christ. A couple weeks ago, Ruth Ann and I were both struggling with something, not with each other necessarily, but we were struggling with a similar issue. But it wasn't us fighting and so on. And we talked a little about it, and I thought to myself, you know, Dan, you should say to Ruth Ann, let's pray together about this. And I thought about that, and I thought, nah. And a little time went by, and I, again, was seeking to think biblically. And, Dan, you know, you preached on manhood a couple of weeks ago. You know, you ought to practice what you preach. And I thought, nah. You know, a couple more minutes went by, and, you know, the God kept getting on my case. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I surrender. I'm in Christ. I'm rooted. I'm built up. I'm circumcised. The power of the sin nature has been broken. I said, honey, I think we ought to pray about this. That's the dynamics of day-by-day living, thinking what we are in Christ and then acting upon that. Let's make some applications for manhood, since we discussed that back at the beginning of January. Manhood, you're a guy, you're a boy. Think. Biblically, think, if you're a believer in Christ, if you haven't come to Christ, why don't you? But if you're in Christ, you're rooted in Christ. That remains true. You're being built up. That's ongoing. You're strengthened in Christ. That's a consistent. Took place at a point in time, remains true. You have fullness in Christ. You've been filled full and you remain full and you're circumcised in Christ. So for you guys... You younger guys, you get up tomorrow morning and you think, ah, great day to serve my wife or my wife-to-be, you know, when you get a little older. You say, I don't think that way. Well, how about at least taking time to think? I'm rooted in Christ. I'm being built up in Christ I'm strengthened in Christ. I have fullness in Christ. I've been circumcised. The power of the sin nature has been broken in Christ. Makes a difference in how we live and how we respond. So that when we do blow it, we can say to our wife, we can say to our children, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? See, it doesn't depend on us. It's Christ. For you ladies, you gals, think biblically. You're rooted in Christ. You're being built up in Christ. You're strengthened in Christ. You have fullness in Christ. You're circumcised in Christ. Over and over in Scripture, it talks about the mind and how we think. Think biblically. So you go to work tomorrow. Think biblically. I'm rooted in Christ. So I'm going to be with this boss or this co-worker that isn't so nice, but I'm rooted in Christ. I'm strengthened in Christ. I have fullness in Christ. The circumcision in Christ I have. That's thinking biblically. For you ladies, your husband, 
after you've said to him one time, honey, just make a decision. And you're thinking, he doesn't listen to me. He didn't, he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there being passive like those men are. Now I've been rooted in Christ. I'm strengthened in Christ. I've fullness in Christ. I'm circumcised in Christ. I can respond differently. As it relates to fatherhood, think biblically. You're rooted in Christ. You're being built up in Christ. You're strengthened in Christ. You have fullness in Christ. You're circumcised in Christ. Think biblically. For those of you who are fathers and those of you who will be fathers, I'm sure all of us have said to one of our children somewhere along the line, do this and this. They don't do it. Do this and this. And they don't do it. Do this and this. And they don't do it. Why don't we go back to the first time? This is what you're to do, and they didn't do it. I've been rooted in Christ. I'm being built up in Christ. I'm strengthened in Christ. I have fullness in Christ. I have the circumcision in Christ. Son, daughter, you did not do what you were told. You were disobedient to me. And because of Christ at work in me, I'm not going to tell you again. I'm going to correct you, as Ephesians 6 and verse 4 says. I'm not angry at you. I'm not frustrated at you. I want you to learn to be sensitive to God. Possible because we're rooted in Christ. Some of us may have a husband who is not a man, a wife who is not really being a godly woman, or you may have a father who is not really being a godly father. Think biblically. If you come to faith in Christ, you're rooted in Christ. You're being built up in Christ. You're being strengthened in Christ. You have fullness in Christ. And you have circumcision in Christ. Think biblically. See, as we think, we live, and we respond. We spoke about God's glory in daily life. Think biblically. As you go to your job, as you go to school, as you drive, God, I just want you to be glorified, and you're glorified as I obey you. Think, I'm rooted in Christ. I'm being built up in Christ. I'm strengthened in Christ. I have fullness in Christ. And I've been circumcised in Christ. Again, think biblically. Guys, we can't be men in and of ourselves in Christ. Women, you can't be a godly woman in yourself. It's in Christ. We can't bring glory to God. We're in Christ. We can't be godly fathers in and of ourselves. It goes back to being in Christ. He's that 35-foot foundation upon which our lives are being built. He is the stand 
on which we as Jello are. And what happened to him happened to us. When he died, we died. When he arose, we arose. Will you commit yourself to think biblically? Will you ask God to keep you sensitive to thinking biblically? Will you ask two or three other people to keep you on track to think biblically? In Christ. Over and over again in my life, I think my cup is full and it remains full. God reminds me of that over and over again. I've been filled full. I might be like jello that's getting a little sloppy sometime, but I'm in Christ. It doesn't depend upon or it doesn't depend upon me, it depends upon Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for teaching us how to live as men, as women, as fathers, and also to live for your glory. We thank you that we can be in Christ. Thank you for the indwelling Holy Spirit. And I would pray that you might keep us sensitive as men, as women, as fathers, as those who desire your glory to be sensitive to living in Christ. We can't, but we can in Christ. For it's in Christ's name I pray, amen. As we sing some songs, reflect again upon being in Christ. Travis?